We serve a good, mighty God. I want to I dive into the Word of God this morning. I want to talk about on this topic, God knows. But I want to take it further. God knows me. God knows me. One, one of the things as a pastor that, uh, that I always try to do is to bring a balance to the ministry. Is to bring balance to the ministry. You know, sometimes we preach, preach about hell. And sometimes we preach about heaven. And sometimes we preach about love. Sometimes we preach about judgment. And how many know there should be a balance in the ministry? Ministry is about balance. It's like eating a good, a good meal or a good balanced meal. You can't have nothing sugar all the time. You can't live on ice cream all the time. You know, you have to have a bad, you got to eat your, 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 uh, your broccoli and your vegetables, you know. And, and there's a balance to the ministry. And, and sometimes, you know, like, you know, in the past couple of weeks, I, I preach on end times and about being ready, you know. And that's something that we need to know about. You know, we got to be ready for, for, the last, for the last days and so on. But, but that's what makes the gospel, that's what makes church great, that we have the, a full gospel, a full gospel, a, a, a balance a balance in the in the message might just just went they just decide to go off well, um, but um but there's there's a balance in the in, in the in the ministry so i want to share with you for a few moments and we're making a a, a, a change but i want to preach about on god god how god knows god knows me god knows everything that i go through and what i experience in the journeys of life but god knows me let, let us start this morning. I want to share with you for a few moments on this topic, God Knows Me. Let me share you a little introduction first. When Stephen Hammond of, of Any Noise was two years old, he contracted spinal meningitis. It was in the winter of 1943, and because of World War II, doctors had a shortage of penicillin and could not provide Steve with the treatments needed, he needed. Sadly, he lost his hearing. For 57 years, Steve could not hear music, laughter, or human speech. Even though he lived, in a, lived a full life, he longed to hear the voices of those who he loved. In the winter of 2001, he learned of a surgical procedure that would, that would allow sound waves to bypass the non-functional parts of his ear and travel directly to the auditory nerve. On January 30, he was operated on because the implant device could not be activated until the swelling of the ear decreased. Doctors and Steve didn't know if the operation was successful for six weeks. Steve nervously wondered if the procedure had been in vain. As the audiologist programmed the hearing implant, he invited Steve's wife to say something. Pat leaned toward her husband and gently said, I love you. Able to hear for the first time in six decades, Steve's face broke into a smile. The first words he heard were of love. Before we accepted Jesus as our Savior, we are, we are spiritually deaf to the words of love He's speaking to us. You know, we can go through life, we can go through this journey, and we can hear the whisper of the Lord telling us, I love you. But, but if we don't know the words of the Lord, sometimes we can't hear those words. But, but there comes that time, once we have come into relationship with Him, where, where He not only expresses love for us, but He calls us by name. In 1 John chapter 10, Jesus described Himself as the shepherd and gatekeeper. And He described His followers as the sheep. 
He says, the gateway opens the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. See, rather than God in a distance, a God who cannot be known or approached, Jesus says that God knows my name and your name, and he's speaking of an intimate relationship that we have with him, a relationship that is ours for all eternity. Isn't it wonderful to know that God knows your name? We see Pastor Eric sings a song sometimes that he knows my name. You know what? That there's so much profound true to that statement because in reality God hears our voice he knows you by name when you're crying at the midnight hour when, when you're going through a crisis and you think nobody is hearing you that nobody's paying attention to you I've come to tell you beloved that the Lord hears you because he knows exactly where you're at he knows exactly what you're going through and he knows exactly your name Ain't you glad this morning that I serve a God who not only knows me, but he knows me by my name. And it's wonderful to know that. It, it is so refreshing to know that, that we serve a God. The Bible tells us, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me, and He is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hands. The Father and I are one. God knows each of us intimately, and He cares for each of us as individually. I mean, He, he cares about you so much. He promises that, he is, that His love will remain for us forever. Think about that. A love that it never fades away. A love that, that is always with you no matter what you're going through. No matter what changes takes place in your life. That God, that the God that we serve loves us unconditionally. You know what? People can put con conditions uh, to someone's love. You know, you know, if you love me, you do this. You know, if you love me, you, you provide. You know, you know what? God doesn't put restrictions on that. He loves you just because of who you are. I think some of us need a reminder of this today. Because there is no greater feeling in the world than knowing that you are loved and cared for. My friend, that, that is the most wonderful thing. And the thing that humans earn for, that, that they want, is to be loved and cared for. It is the number one thing that humanity search for. You know what? You don't want to be in an environment when you're not, where you're not welcome. You don't want to be in an environment where you're not loved. You don't want to be in a place where you're not accepted. But, but, but it's wonderful to know when you come to an environment where, when you are loved and appreciated and accepted. You know, because that's what we all want to long for, is to be loved and cared for. Let's consider a few things. God knows about us. Number one, God knows my failures. Man, God knows my failures. This is bad news or good news, depending on how you look at it. You know, He knows our failures. The Bible tells us, Oh God, you know how foolish I am. My sins cannot be hidden 
from you. Here's the thing that we need to understand. Fact is this. I can't hide from God. How many know that you can't hide from God? I mean, you can try, but you can't hide from God. God knows everything about us. The fact is, sometimes we want to forget that God knows us this intimately because it is a little uncomfortable when someone knows you're that good. It is uncomfortable for me to realize that I cannot keep my secrets from God. There are some things that I'd rather God not know about me. You know, God knows all about it. He knows my failures. He knows my setbacks. He knows my struggles. He knows what I, my temptations that we deal with. You know what? He knows all about it. We can't hide him from God. He knows everything about you. But I don't have any secrets, and neither do you. We, you know what? You know, God knows everything about us. We can't hide those secrets. I can hide them from you. I can hide them from you. But, but we can't hide them from him. He, he knows all our failures. He knows our mistakes. Foolishly, when we do something wrong, we try to hide our sins. Sneak them past God. Put them in the closet and, and lock the door. Adam, Adam, when he sinned, he tried to run away and hide from God. God came walking through the garden and saying, Adam, where are you? When God asked that question, it wasn't as, as he, didn't, he didn't already knew where, where, the, where, where he was or knew the answer. God asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? Abel had been murdered by Cain, and God wanted Cain to admit it. You know, sometimes, you know, God asks us questions, not, not because he, it's that he doesn't know all about it, but here's what, what we need to understand. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examine every path he takes. Examining every path he takes. In other words, the Lord sees clearly what we do. You know what? He knows what you're doing. You know what? You know what? And, uh, but, but even in our failures, and I'm going somewhere with this. Hold on. You know what? Even in our failures, even in our setbacks, that, that sometimes we allow the enemy to, to keep us hostage. It keeps us hostage because sometimes we feel that we're not qualified enough or, or we feel that we're not good enough. How do you expect God to use me? Look, look all that I've been through. Look all that my failures and, and look at my mistakes and, and look all my, man, man all, all my garbage and, man, all my, the trash that I, that things that I've been involved in. How can God, you know, God knows all about it already. You can't hide it from the Lord. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does. You always have an audience. Nothing you ever said is off the record. God is always watching. You're always on stage. There is no secret closet. I know, I know you probably wonder, man, this is the most encouraging message that I came to listen to this morning. But I tell you what, there's good news. We're going to turn this around in a second. Just hold on. You know what? Because I want you to lay a foundation to realize that, yes, you know what? There's nothing that we do or we have done that God's not aware of. He sees all of it. He sees everything. Everything you think, 
Everything you see, everything you do, everything you feel, God, God sees it all. He knows all about it. That means last week when you told us that lie because you didn't want to be found out, He knows about it. The devil was in line. The, the, the devil has a line for us then. He says, no one will ever know. You know what I mean? We always try to cover things out by saying, you know what? Nobody will ever know. You know, but nobody will ever find out. You know, how many know your wife always finds out? How many know your mother always finds out? You can't hide it from mama. I tell you what, mama and the Holy Ghost, they work together. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can't hide it. You can try for a little while, but sooner or later, it will be exposed. Find out. Nobody will find out. So we go ahead and do it. And then afterwards, he hits us with another question. What if they find out? What if my parents find out about what I've done? My wife, my husband, my boss, or the IRS. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and, and we worry. And we worry. You know what? But, but, you, but, but you have already been found out. God knows all about it. He knows what? You know, he knows the outcome. You know, he knows all my faults and my failures. Aren't you glad that God knows all about it? God is not shocked by my sins. You know what? He understands our faults and our failures. He understands the challenge. He understands the struggle that we go through in society. You know what? You, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. You know, God knows my failures. But how do we respond to that? How do we respond to that when, 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 when we can't hide it from God? But you know what? Be honest with Him. Be honest with Him. I'm helping someone this morning. You know, you be, you be honest. The Scripture tells us this. If we claim to have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, 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 to, and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Just admit it. I'm not fooling anybody. You know what? You are right, God. I, I was wrong. You know, how I many know that's one of the hardest things? Sometimes even as Christians, you know, followers of Christ, that we have a hard time admitting our wrongs and and. and, and, and Admitting that, that we have made mistakes and, you know what, man, that we have messed it up. And, and you know what, how many know one of the hardest things for a man is to go say, I'm sorry? <laughs> but how many know that is the best thing can happen for you? When you tell your wife or whoever, you know, you say, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? How many know that, that that's the... Something that we have to admit when we make mistakes. And that's what the Bible is telling us. You know, because God knows all about it. God already knows all I have done wrong and He still loves me. When, when I admit to Him, it doesn't change the way He feels about me. Because He already knows. And that means that I don't have to fake it. You know what? I don't have to pretend it. You know what? He knows when I come to God and say, God, I've messed up. I messed up. You know what? And, and walking with you and in my relationship with you, you know what? He knows all about it. My friend, 
sometimes we got to get back in line. We got to get back in line. And sometimes, you know what? If you allow your failures and if you allow that situation to keep you away from getting back on track because you wonder, what would they say? What would they think about me? You know what? What is people going to talk about me? You know what? Give a rate what people think. What matters is what God thinks. You know what, what God says. You know what? And I've said this before and I've said it many times. You know, the older I'm getting, the longer I live, the less I care what people think. How I many okay, that that is so true? You know what? You get to a point, you just I don't care. You know when you know there's a point in your life when you worry about everything and you worry about everybody and you worry about what people are gonna say and what people are gonna think about you. But I tell you what, you get to the point that you don't give a rip anymore. You know what? I'm gonna do what I think is right for me, what I think is right for my family, and you know, and you do the right thing and you keep on going. You keep on serving God. You keep going, going to church or whatever that be, you be faithful because you get to the point that it doesn't matter anymore. Not only God knows my failure, but God knows my frustrations. Man, man, how we all not, how we all not been there? Frustrations, frustrations in life, <clears throat> you know, and especially in today's society, Often when we're hurting, we feel, we feel very isolated, very lonely. When, when, when we're hurt by people, when we're hurt by, by people that you trusted, people that you counted on, you know, and they, and they, and they stab you in the back and they, and they hurt you. You know what? It, it is very easy for you to get detached. It's very easy for us to, to, to walk away from from, from those things, you know what? And we feel very isolated and very, very lonely. Maybe there's been a death in your family. Maybe, maybe you experienced a divorce. Maybe you have gone, go, maybe you have gotten fired. We all feel alone and think nobody understands the way I feel. But God knows. He, he, he understands my hurt, my feelings, and my frustration. Man, if nobody else gets it, guess what? God gets it. God knows. God knows, and sometimes what happens when we feel in the moment of frustration, instead of drawing closer to God, sometimes we draw further from God. You know, because we, you know, sometimes we, we blame God for what's happening in our lives, and, and we blame God for not, things are not working out the way we thought it was going to work out, and we blame God when technically God had nothing to do with it. You know, sometimes we make our own, we dig our own hole. Sometimes we make our own mistakes. And, and sometimes we, we, we get into when the Holy Spirit is telling you, don't do it. And, and we do it. And then when it doesn't work out, we blame God. But guess what? You know what? Even, even though you feel that, that way, God cares about you. God loves you. He cares about you. The Bible tells us, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love. For you have seen my trouble and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have seen my trouble. God has seen the crisis in your soul and he understands. Listen, some of you, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to on the, on the airwaves. But I'm telling you, you know what? We all have experienced some setbacks. 
You know, some, you might be here listening and you have been hurt in the past. You've been hurt by, by someone you trusted. You know what? And, and, but God knows. God understands. And, 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 and sometimes hurt goes deep. You know what? Sometimes, how I many you know that we can forgive, but it's hard to forget? You know what? You've forgiven people for what they've done to you and how they have mistreated you, but, but you can't forget it. it, it it's, it's there. You know what? But God wants us to go past that, to go past that, because you know what? You know what? Even in our unfailing love, for He has seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. Man, that hurt inside of us. That sometimes it, it clouded, clouds our vision. It clouds our perspective of life, of where God is taking you, or God would want to lead you to. And sometimes those situations, my friend, listen to me. It, you might not be going through today, but you might be going through another day. But I'm telling you, you remember, God, God knows my frustrations. The Bible tells us you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your, in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. There's no hurt that, that goes unnoticed by God. He sees it all. But, but what does God think about when He knows how you feel? How, how does He react when we're going through what you're going through? You know what the Scripture tells us? In Psalms 103, it says, The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Think about it for a moment. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. You know what? How many know that if you grew up in a home where, you, where, where your father was strict, you know what? How many know that sometimes you, you, you respected him because you knew by one look of your daddy, you better straighten out. Carter was, Carter was talking about this yesterday. We're at home and he was saying, yes, daddy, I remember when, you, when I would get in trouble, and he's a big boy now, he said, I remember when I get in trouble, you go, go get a chancla. It's my slipper. And he said, when you, grab, when you will grab the chancla, I will take off running. Because I knew that was going to hurt. But you know what? But it was part of the, the discipline of life. You know, there's a difference between abusing and discipline. Can I get an Amen. There's a difference between that. But I tell you what, when you discipline a child, you know, is, the, the Bible tells us the Lord is like a father to his children. You know what? A father who is tender and compassionate at the same time is disciplined, but at the same time is compassionate. You know, with the same hand you can, you can spank, but with the same hand you can bring careness and tenderness and, and, and provide for them. You know what? And that's what the Lord is telling us. He knows about it. He knows what you're going through. You know, not only that, but let me move, hurry up. A few more minutes and I'm done. God is sympathetic. God is sympathetic to my hurts and your hurts. 
not only does he sees, he cares. Think about it. Not only he sees, he sees what you're going through. He, he, he sees what's happening. But he also, he cares enough to do something about it. God understands why it happened. He knows the cause, the reason, the thing that bothers you to this point, that brought you to this point. He sees how it fits, you know, all fits together. The Bible says he understands because he made us. He knows my thoughts, my failures, my feelings, my frustration. He sees the hurt in your heart. Nobody else may, but God does. God when you're crying middle of the night and nobody's there, when, when you're going through hard times and nobody understands the pressure of life, how are you going to pay the bill? How are you going to make it? I tell you what, God knows what you're going through. You're not alone. Because you know what? Sometimes the pressures of life, and, and I tell you what, and I've spoken with so many people and especially in the times that we're living today, the, the pressures of, of, of society and the, the anxiety. And you know what? You know what? All this pressure is affecting people's lives right now. The cost of living is, is, is going off like, like never we experienced before. You know, everything is affecting everybody. But, but you know what? God knows what we're going through. God knows exactly, you know what, the, the economy, the finances is not taking God by surprise. God's not in heaven thinking, oh my goodness, I, I, I didn't see this coming. No, he knows all about it. But you know what, we trust the Lord. We trust the Lord. Even in the middle of a famine, we trust God. You know what, and that's what he's saying, that he, he sympathized with us. He, God understands why all that we're going through. But how do we respond to that? I'm closing. How do we respond to that? Give him all of my hurts. Give him all of my hurts. You know, that, that I'm, what I'm experiencing right now and, and what I'm going through right now, you know, how do you, how do you deal with it is to give it to the Lord. The Bible says this, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. You know what? I know sometimes it's, it's more easier said than done. I get it. But I tell you what, buddy, we start confessing to the Lord. Say, God, I can't carry this burden by myself. I can't carry this pressure by myself. I can't carry the, 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 the pressure of, of in the family, the pressure in my, in my job. You know, I can't, the, the, my finances or, Whatever it might be, they say, God, I can't care, but I'm going to give it to you. Lord, I trust you that you're going to guide me. I trust you that you're going to watch after me. Lord, I trust you that you're going to provide my needs. God, I don't know how, but I tell you what, if God can move the mountains, God can move in your situation. You know what? There's nothing impossible for God. You know, because you know why? We are so accustomed to see things on paper, you know, and see it. But God moved in the supernatural ways. My ways are not His ways. My thoughts are not His thoughts. His thoughts are greater than my thoughts. His ways are greater than my ways. You know what? God can move it in any way and provide for you in any situation possible. I think of a story about an old lady who was praying in her room and, and, 
and she was praying and praying, saying, God, you don't know, you know I have no groceries. You know we're, we're hungry, and, and we have not ate. Lord, we're, we, we need you. And she was praying by her window, and next door to her live an live atheist. And, and, and atheist heard her praying one day that she said, Lord, you, we need food. You will provide the food, God. You will provide the food. And, and this atheist said to himself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the supermarket, and I'm going to buy her the groceries. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. So the, so the atheist goes to the supermarket, comes back, and, and, and lays down the, the, the grocery bags at the door, and then rings the doorbell and takes off running, hiding behind the bush. And when the lady opens the door, she says, oh, God, you have provided. You have provided, God. And the atheist jumps out from the bush. And no, God didn't provide it. I bought that. And the, the lady says, oh, God, you even used an atheist to bring my food, Lord. Lord, you are so good. You are so faithful, God. Listen, that is the God that we serve. God will use people. God will use situations to provide for you when you think that it's not possible. God will use the things of the world to meet your needs. You know what? But here that we trust in God, not to worry. Some of you have already given up and you need to, to unburden yourself. Cast all your worries, cares, and frustration on God. Come on, come on, can somebody come? You know what? All to God. It, it doesn't, you know what? God, God doesn't take them back. You know what? You know what? Don't, don't allow it. You know, it's trust God. Give him your hurt just like you give him your faults. Give him every area of your life. Every area of your life that you trust in the Lord, you trust in the things of God. Say, God, I give you all of it. I give you my, 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 my frustration. I give you my failures. I give them all to you, Lord. I trust you because you're a faithful God. Listen, I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. I'm, I'm closing up already. But you hear this morning, say, Pastor, God knows me. God knows what I've been through he knows everything every struggle you know what some of you have lost loved ones and it hurts some of you've lost maybe jobs maybe maybe, maybe you lost things but you say god you, you i'm going to trust you through it all through it all i'm going to trust you because you're a good god and even though I don't see it, even though I can't feel it, but I know that you're watching over me. And I know that you, you are working all things for my good. Because you're a good God. You're a faithful God. And, and today, Lord, and today I, I give them all to you. I give them all my, my failures. I give you all my frustration and I give it all to you this morning because you, you said in your scripture that you will take care of us and you will watch over us. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, let me ask you this question this morning. You might be here this morning and say, Pastor Carlos, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm right with God. 
I want to make sure that I'm right in relationship with you, with, with Him. I want to make sure that I want, I'm living for the Lord. You know what? Maybe I'm not saying we have to be perfect. We make mistakes and failures. Trust me, we all do. But we, we, but we strive. We strive to live right. We strive to be a good father. We strive to be a, a good husband or a mother or wife. We, we strive to do that. But sometimes we make mistakes and we, we, we screw things up. But, but you hear this morning and say, Pastor, I want to make sure things are right between me and the Lord. Maybe you hear, you say, I, I just want to give my heart to Jesus this morning. If that's you in a count of three, we're nobody looking around. Just lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift the hand up. Lift the hand up. Anybody? I see the hand. I see the hand. I see the hand. You can put him down. You can put him down. You know what? You, you want to make sure. Maybe you're here this morning. Also, and you say, Pastor, I just need encouragement. I, sometimes my, my, my frustration and my failures have got the best of me. They have, they have, they have attacked me. They, they have, and I want, I want to give it to the Lord. He can take care of my pain. And He take care of my struggles, and my frustration. I want to trust Him this morning. I want to trust Him this morning with all of it. That's you. Where you're at, just lift your hand and count of three. One, two, three. Lift your hand up. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask everyone just to get up on your feet for a moment as we pray. Let us pray. Father, Lord, I thank you this morning for the hands that were lifted up this morning. Lord, I pray for those who wanted to rededicate their life to you, Lord. Or maybe just to want to make sure, God... Lord, we, we all should be in that, in, that, in that account, Father. We all should lift our hands because we all make mistakes through the day and through the week, God. Father, but I thank you this morning that you will continue to, to encourage them and strengthen them. And Father, I pray for all of those whose hands were lifted up this morning. Maybe, those, maybe they're watching online or listening to the airwaves. God, I pray, Lord, maybe, maybe their failures and their frustrations is getting the best from them. Lord, that the enemy is taking the, the upper hand on them, Lord, and, 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 and discouraging them. Father, let them know that you are God who cares about their needs and cares about their struggles and their problems, God. And, and you will pick them up, Lord. You will pick them up where there seems to be no hope. You will bring hope. Father, I pray for homes right now, God. I pray for homes to be restored. Father, I pray for marriages to get stronger. Father, I pray, Lord, that moms and dads and families, Lord, and, and, and Lord, that they will just be stronger in you, God. Lord, that we, while all that we're experiencing in the past years and what we're going through, Lord, that it will just make us stronger to you, God. Lord, that we learn to keep our eyes on you, not to keep our eyes on the world, not to the world to discourage us and bring fear. Father, by we, we are more than conquerors through you. And Father, I give you the praise and the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.